All right, here we go. You just talked yesterday about the, uh, you know, the, the steps, the, the progressions for each guy, uh, making it to the first day of practice, the first day of pads, the first day. Two days have the same sort of thing. I mean, do you, do you get to see something different from those guys when they get to go twice like this? Yeah, you know, it's, it's another one of those those points that you kind of either get excited for or you don't get excited for. And, um, you know, for our guys, we do try to spend an enormous amount of time on educating them on what's coming at them so they're prepared for situations, and that's not any different. We talked yesterday a little bit about how we've got three practices in a 24-hour period, and the the way that we're going to attack that is just one rep at a time and work on getting better. Whether it's 24 hours or four days or five days that we have three practices, it doesn't matter when they are. They're all treated the same, and the, the goal is always the same, which is to focus on one rep at a time uh, and not look at it as a, as a whole. It, look at it as a part and focus on what you control right now. Is that part of the tempo thing, too? I mean, it seems like maybe over the course of the practice, running from here to here or here to here might only save seconds at a time, but at the end of the day, those seconds add up to minutes, and maybe you get 10 more reps than you would have for each kid. Is, is that part of the tempo thing? Absolutely. I mean, when you play that fast, you obviously lengthen the game for you offensively, if you are moving the chains and getting first downs. Now, you're not getting first downs, then it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know. But you'd like to think that you'd be able to run more plays in a game when you do that. So uh, the way to do that is to try to go fast and be efficient and get lined up faster and steal time where maybe some people leave it out there. You know. And we're going to try to steal you know, four or five seconds of play if we can. That'll add up to a minute over time. Yeah, we did kind of get on him late, you know, along with just about all the rest of the guys. But he was truly a late guy because uh, we we were not – none of us knew about him, to be honest with you, uh, which is kind of shocking because he was the National Junior College Player of the Year. I mean, a guy led the led the country in rushing. and um, But – where we came from, we weren't in the market for a junior college back. So that's how that, that happens. And when you're not in that market, you're really not fishing in that pond, so you don't know those guys. But we were in that market when we got here. Um, and once again, it really came down to friends. You know, Jamie Creel, who is the, you know, uh, the head coach up there, or Coach Creel up there at, uh, at Navarro called us. And then we've got, you know, a defensive back that played here that actually coaches there. And, you know, those guys called us and told us about him and we're like, how in the world is this guy still out there, Coach? And we watched his tape and I, I couldn't – I didn't have an answer for him. He went to Iowa and I think, uh, you know, he was about to make a decision and then we offered him an opportunity to come up here and I think he liked it and it fit him better and we kind of knew him a little bit. So Pat Resby was our connection down there. He's a former player here, a big defensive back that played for us and he coaches down there and it, it, it never hurts to have buddies. You know, they give you calls and sometimes it works out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we wouldn't have found Keon, I don't believe, that quickly in enough time to make a, make a difference because that weekend that we found out about him, he was already on his way to Iowa. So, you know, when you have those type of relationships, you're able to call a guy and say something to him about, you know, what you want him to call him and tell him to do, either slow down or, you know, whatever it may be. So, yeah. And just general – expectations of him this year, what you've seen so far from him? From, uh, from Keon. Keon. You know, we haven't seen just a whole lot from him he, uh, because we haven't, we haven't tackled or anything yet. It's hard to tell. Uh, I do know the, thing I, the things I like about him. 
are he's got an unbelievable work ethic. He doesn't talk a whole, whole lot. He's always working. Uh, when he left for um, when he left spring coming back for summer, he was the only guy that gained more than five pounds on his way back, which tells you that he was doing something when he left. Now, we had some linemen gain five pounds, but you can imagine where that weight came from, <laughs> you know. Uh, but he actually came back, and he looked better than when he left. Uh, his uncles got a big influence in his life. I think he went down to South Texas. His uncle called me and said, what do you want me to do with him? And, and I told him, and they absolutely did it, which is rare. These guys get their time off, and, you know, they don't get a lot of time off. So I don't blame them. I tell them, get away, go have fun, get away from this thing, take a deep breath. And then, you know, the real pros, they just they can't do it. They can't step away. And I, I think he's one of those guys. Let's take two more questions. How does this offense benefit the running game? Well, you know, you would, you would like to think that because you're in spread offenses that you're spreading the field, you're creating bigger creases, you know. But really what it does is it displaces defenders for you. And depending on what the personnel or the situation is, down and distance will dictate a lot in terms of how they line up, how many safeties they're trying to bring down and get in the box. Are they trying to, are they trying to put eight in the box and nine in the box and stop the run? Or are they trying to lighten that box and put six in there and stop the pass? So it's really a numbers game. Um, and, you know, we, we rely heavily on numbers, you know, in terms of where you're lined up. And we gotta, we got to do a good job of moving the tempo around. Um, you know, guys will – They'll hear this and read this, and they'll think, hey, listen, you know, they're, they're counting the box. Well, yeah, everybody in the country's counting the box. But the thing that the challenge is in the country is who can line up fastest and vary the tempo enough to where they don't know how to decoy in disguise? Because that's the deal. Defensively, I heard Coach Bowen talking today, hey, listen, you can't just line up and cover one. They're going to know you're in man coverage, and when they know the answers to the test, it's hard to stop them. But when you make them think, it makes it all that more difficult. Uh, so we have to do the thing, same things offensively that we're trying to do defensively is try to hold the chalk last by getting lined up quickly so they can't move around and decoy. Because those kids, they want to get in alignment. If you're in poor alignment, you know it, and your heart rate goes up because you know you're out of position. And this is a fast game. And if you're out of position by six inches, you could look bad on national television. So they, they want to get lined up. So that's why that tempo so hard, I think, on defenses. Absolutely. I mean, I think there's a there's a there's a player on the field that you know defenses in in the distant past did not have to account for, particularly in the run game. We're talking about the quarterback. Now they have to account for that guy. Defenses have caught up, man. These guys are smart. They're really good at what they do, and they learn how to get numbers up there. However, it's still a challenge to be able to be gap sound and not be a gap short with that quarterback being a runner. It's very, very difficult because of some of the things that you can do offensively to create numbers, particularly when you line up guys on one side and move them to another. I mean, there's, there's things that we have to see on film each, each week that I'm like, man, that is really good. That is really hard to defend. So there's some creative things. I take my hat off to Coach Bowen and that staff because, uh, man, I, it, it's hard to play defensive football in this day and age. Guys are really smart on this side of the ball.